Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. You hear me talk about NordVPN.com slash Fightful a lot. It's because I use it every single day. You can listen or watch your favorite shows abroad. Whether you're in the States like me and you want to watch shows from uh, the UK or Australia, or you're just traveling and you want access to your local things. You can shield your data from snoops and criminals. You can safely listen to your shows, stream shows, browse in complete privacy by shielding your IP address. You can change your virtual location with just one click. Protect yourself on public Wi-Fi. You know that can be dangerous. People can get access to all of your stuff. Secure all the devices that you own. It's available on all major operating systems. And you can connect up to six devices separately with one subscription. 30-day money-back guarantee, four months free added on top of that deal, nordvpn.com slash Fightful, with three great tiers for you to enjoy. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here with a name you know. You know from a little bit of everywhere. We got Crowbar here everywhere, with us. Everywhere, yes. A little bit of everywhere, man. Thank uh, you so much for having me. I appreciate awesome. you doing it. You are I, awesome. I saw the, the guest list here at uh, WrestleCade, and I was like, I've never talked to Crowbar. I mean, I interacted with you online some, but had never never had the opportunity to interview you. And you've had like this, this incredible resurgence not just on the independent scene, but a little bit of everywhere. Yeah. How, how's this been for you, man? Uh, it's just been a lot of fun. Uh, I always say this when I do an interview. When I was breaking into business, it was never fashionable to express how yes. much you enjoy what you do. I freaking love wrestling. I'm doing it 31 years. Uh, still having a, I, I don't know what this resurgence is. I don't know. I'm, I'm just having a great time, and a lot of cool, unexpected opportunities have popped up, and... Uh, I'm really enjoying it. It's really cool. What led you to really ramping it up? Because, I mean, you've been, obviously, you've been in the wrestling business for a long time. But I remember a certain period of time, like, you would start getting credited for helping out a lot of wrestlers even be able to continue wrestling yes. for your work outside the ring. That's got to feel amazing That's in cool. general. Yes. I'm a physical therapist outside of pro wrestling. Love that career, too. Uh, I actually pursued that and pro wrestling at the same time. So, when I was doing WCW 
ECW as Devin Storm. I was a full-time student, and I was flying back and I was. I'd go to my professors. Hey, can you give me assignment so I I could try to get this done so I could fly out here and everybody yeah. was super super cool. And uh, that was long before online classes. It was all you had to be there. So yes, it was, it was very challenging. And uh, it's yeah. So I've I've had many of the guys in my office, um, my physical therapy office, and uh, it's it's. It's great to help the guys in the back if they ask for advice or this and that with wrestling. But to help somebody that's in a really bad way, help them get back to the ring, that's super rewarding as well. I mean, that's, yeah, that's got to feel amazing. Because, I mean, I don't, sorry. Sorry, buddy. But uh, <laughs> considering, I mean, before, before like, you uh, helped wrestlers get back in the ring, you knew what it was like to battle yeah. the, the scars and, and the... You, you bump, you end up with a bulging disc. What are you going to yeah. do about it? How are you going to handle it? All that stuff. Like, So when a guy like Joey Janela puts out there on Twitter, like, oh, Crowbar is one of the reasons I'm able to wrestle as often as I do. Wow. That's got to feel good, right? It feels really, really good. It, it, it's awesome. Uh, and uh, that background, is, I, I think, en- enabled me to continue to be able to wrestle. I've been using it at the level that I do now. So it's uh, uh, the first 10 years of my career were very... My bump card was way up there. I was doing two, three days a week, bump, 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 bump. And after WCW, I just saw there were so many people going to be in WWE, and that didn't work out. TNA didn't work out. All these things weren't working out. So uh, I just took many steps back, and I went from being full-time wrestler, part-time sure. physical therapist to full-time physical therapist, part-time wrestler, and I still always kept a hand in wrestling, but I just knew that there was nothing there. And, yeah. And whenever I would get an, an injury or a bad bump or something, knowing how to treat that... Exactly. I think has enabled me to... Extend your career. Yeah. And now, not only... I mean, you would see wrestlers in the 70s, 80s, wrestle into their 50s. Like, that would happen. But it was nowhere near the level... Like it is now. Like it is now. Yeah. Like... When you see yourself or Jericho or somebody that are going out there and they're having better matches than they did in the 90s because they take care of themselves better they and, and just the increased athleticism, like it's, it's just mind-boggling to see that. Uh, the WCW stuff, man, I was such a big fan of that. Who, who reached out to you to bring you into WCW? Uh, so when I first went in, uh, it was as Devin Storm, mm-hmm. bad mullet, Bad outfit. Uh-huh. Bad. Is any is any mullet bad? They're back in style bad now. Everything. Bad outfit. Everything. But that was uh, Kevin Sullivan reached out through a Northeast promoter, okay. Tony Rumble. Yeah, and yeah. They brought me out there for the cruiserweight stuff. Uh, I would see Tony Rumble's name in like PWI and yes. stuff like that an awful lot. And then uh, from there, I went from that to ECW. Yes. Spent about a year there or so, maybe a little less year. Then I went back doing enhancement matches and doing. Tag matching was, was Ace, with Ace Darling, and uh, we, we we were both in school full full time. And then uh, I had met Dallas Page out there, and I tell everybody, you can work as hard as you want. You, you, you can work. Yeah. You, you ultimately need somebody, or it helps have somebody sure. open the door for you. And uh, Dallas was there at that time. He goes, dude, bro. Yeah, of course, of course he did. You have a lot of talent, this that, the other thing. But if you back then it was also different. He said if. If you keep doing these matches, you're you're going to get typecast as a job guy. There you go. So, so he goes, leave for now. He goes, finish school, get your degree, and get better. And if I can help, 
if I can help you down the line, I will. I'm, he's essentially who got me in. That's incredible. Yeah. Yep. The ECW run. I'm grateful. The ECW run, I'm so always fascinated by because that was such a, a unique time for ECW. They were growing, and they would pop up on, like, Raw. Yeah. They would do all kinds of stuff. What were your feelings when you went into that company? What were your expectations? Were you just, like, glad I'm getting the opportunity? Or I uh, I love the product. I I still like mixing in the chairs and the more hardcore yes. type. It, it's, it's a style that I like. Uh, I don't like garbage wrestling where you just smack guys. Sure. But, but I like where you have a wrestling match and it, it just gets so heated it, it degrades to wear RVD and Jerry Lynn was the perfect one yes. for me when I saw that on TNN I was like oh okay that's like how you can use a chair yes. and it makes a lot of sense and I'm, I'm also a big fan of using objects that naturally occur yes. at ringside a guardrail a chair a bell uh, now the, the tables have been grandfathered in of course yes. For, Whatever reason, we don't know why, but there are folding tables under wrestling for some. They serve some function. <laughs> yes. I'm not sure what they are, but that's just. Everybody has a buffet after the match or after the the show. It's the nothing that you guys know about. Now. Yes, but uh, way back, you can't bring an announcer's table in the ring. They're gigantic now, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, old WCW, they used to have the folding tables and they used to pile drive guys on them, bring in tables in the ring. Yeah, so. What I'm getting at is I, I like that a lot more than... Uh, oh, of course, yeah. Time. You know what I mean? Yes. But uh, those guys, I, I, I love the product. I was excited about going. And it didn't work out too good there for me. Uh, I was probably the most unpopular guy in the locker room. I will say, like, in that, like, 1999 WCW era, it did kind of make sense to me when they would just have a garbage can full of stuff. Because yeah. they knew, at that point, they are like, we're just going to enable these guys yeah, yeah. and just have this stuff ready. And I love that. Yeah. Like... I would see you. I would see. I didn't know him as Sandman yeah. then. I knew him as Hack, Hack. and yeah. Bam Bam Bigelow and all these guys that I liked watching work. But one of the stories that I love the best, and I'm sure you get it a lot, is the, the David Flair and Daphne stuff. Yeah. And of course, you know David Flair. Everybody looks at him and they're like nepotism, and I was too. Yeah. And then when they got with you, I was like, well, this is different. Yeah. This is completely off the wall. Like I didn't expect this. And you guys were like my favorite act. You oh, guys were you. the people that I tuned in to watch. How was that pitched to you? How was that told to you? And how did you feel at the time? At, at that time, I was already in WCW. Yeah. Uh, doing a Saturday Night Show as a darker Devin Swim, kind of similar to my look right now. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I was being groomed to be the next more aggressive, bigger cruiserweight that will come up. Sure. So I, and, I, and at that time, I was doing that for the Saturday Night Show. Uh, as the story goes, <laughs> we go to uh, Vail, Colorado. We fly into Denver. The Saturday Night Show takes place after Night Show and the, the Thunder. It's like the third day or something like that. And I fly in, and so I'm told, I go into the hotel bar, the restaurant. I have a leather jacket, my hair's down, and supposedly Vince Russo really liked Okay. My and, uh... He said, bro, <laughs> per usual. And uh, then the other management vouched for the work that I did. So David Flair was. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but 
the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. <laughs> but David Flair's not a strong in-ring performer, so what do you do? So they came up with an idea. Let's put David in the tag team partner with a tag partner that's a stronger in-ring performer who could do the majority of the work. So we could still get David in the ring, but we could kind of hide him. And uh, I had never met him when I was there. You're really not sure what the son of the nature was going to be like? Is he, yes. Is he full of himself? Is he whatever? And he, he was a sweetheart of a guy, nicest guy. He was limited. He knew he was limited. He always wanted to learn. Uh, and Shannon was fantastic. We, uh, we, we, we were three kids just having a great yeah. time. Yeah. And that's always, it sounds very simple. People ask me about politics at the time. What about when this change or this book or that book? Or, I just had a great time. I, I mean, it sounds very... Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just where my head was at. Well, at the time, like, I, I watched Saturday Night religiously. So when you pop up there as on TV as Crowbar, I'm like, man, this is this is great. A guy I've been watching, like, I was I was always, like, when I'd go to go to school, I'd be like, don't sleep on Saturday night. Like, you would see Blitzkrieg. Remember yeah, him? Absolutely. And I was like, where'd he come from? Like, out of nowhere. And he was unbelievable. And the talent that would, like, sort of be rebirthed on on Nitro, like yourself... I mean, how, where'd the crowbar name come from? How'd you develop that? David Flair was hitting people with a crowbar. So okay. Vince wrote it into the story where they meet me at the gas station. And, <laughs> uh, it sound, honestly, it sounds like a Russo yeah, thing. Was, I used to do a show with him, and he's like, you know, sometimes you just take the most obvious yeah. thing. I remember the uh, 
So the shtick was, the, the bit was, he pulls in for gas, and I'm filling up another car's gas, yeah. and I yell at the guy because he asked me to check the oil. Yeah. And I start bitching him out, and then David loves it because he's nuts, and he goes, hey, what's your name? And my, some people call me Bobo. Yeah. There we go. Throughout now, you also went into TNA. Did you ever have talks with WWE about coming in or anything like that? Because to me, you were always a guy that, I mean, for a more extended run, of course. Yeah, I looked at you and I was like, well, you're the kind of guy that would have been really, really great in WWE. Uh, I did the light heavyweight stuff. Yes. As, uh, Devin Storm. There was talk at that time, believe it or not, that when I graduated, I would have been in an opening match guy and also be the on-the-road physical therapist for the guys. Yeah. And that just never... That light heavyweight roster, especially when you look back at it, you're like, oh, my God, this was like a lot of people before they blew up. Yeah. Like Scott Taylor, of course, yeah. and like so many people. Taka before he Not hit it big in, in, in America and S.A. Rios before he was S.A. Yeah. Rios. He was Poppy Chulo. Like you look back at that and you're like, man, they, they had something they there. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, man, if they would have just given it a little more time, all these people came into their own. Because if they had Scotty Tuhati, Crowbar, S.A. Rios, instead of Devin Storm, Scott Taylor, Poppy yeah. Chulo, they'd have been like, we're cooking. We're Might good here. Yeah. Yep. And all the, and what I love most is a lot of the cruiserweights back then also got typecast for not having personality. Well, that would not have been an issue yeah. with the group that you all had as well. The AEW spots, how did that come apart? Uh, I'm watching it during the pandemic. Everybody's yeah. locked down. I'm still working, thank God, we were able to stay open. Uh, and I'm watching Darks, I'm watching Elevation. I really wanted to go down. I said, well, they got these three-hour shows. Yes. I could probably find a spot. I, I would hope I could find a spot to do some stuff here. But I work in physical therapy. I'm in New Jersey, and they had the laws where if you travel out of state, you got to lock yourself down for 10 days. And it just wasn't feasible. Uh, yeah. So I started doing the promos, those videos that I was doing, and that was... That was my wrestling outlet. Uh, I uh, the pandemic did for, it forced a lot of people to get even more creative. Yes, yeah. And, and the promos were my outlet. Like, I had to do something wrestling oriented, and that became it. And uh, I was actually down in Disney on vacation. Uh, July, I, I had the AEW match in October, and 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 I got a text from QT. I'm going to bring in Joe yeah. to work with you and. First day of, of the Disney vacation, you have these aspirations to eat whatever you want, drink whatever you want. Of course. So now I'm getting up early, doing more cardio, watching what I'm eating, this, that, and the other, other thing. And it, it was, it, I was doing stuff there, but that just gave me a little bit more of a. Yeah. It really was an unexpected lesson, a really cool thing that popped up. And from there, I just took the stuff more and more seriously. Not that I don't take it seriously, but yes. you get that taste, and then you're like, wow, this is cool, and uh, I'm going to train harder, I'm going to get in the ring more, and I'm going to do more and more. And then, of course. And uh, AW goes to the Flair Show, and the Flair Show goes to New Japan, and the impact last night, so that was kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned a name like Ace Darling earlier on. You were able to navigate this unique indie scene that, again, was covered in the magazines and yeah. stuff like that. That's how I knew who Reckless Youth and Ace Darling and so many of these people were, and you were, because I would read about them before I ever saw them. How would you compare that to, to modern day where you've got the GCWs, Black Label Pros, Warrior Wrestling? There's, there's this unique new uh, influx of indies as well that you're sort of navigating now. Yeah, there's uh, 
and I'm doing it 31 years, mm-hmm. and I'm going into locker rooms now, and I don't know hardly anybody sometimes. And so, yeah. so being being a veteran, it's it's still awkward and weird, and and I definitely have some ADD going on and stuff. Now, sure. so I'm, I'm a very uh, I can be a, a socially awkward person, so I'm trying my best to navigate through. Who among us couldn't yeah. be, though? Like, <laughs> I, I can't. Like, man, when people just walk in and light up a room, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm a shy guy, man, and especially when I don't know everybody. It's solid an act, kayfabe. Well, act, kayfabe. <laughs> there we go. But, I mean, like, most of these people know who you are. Yes. But, I mean, there are also going to be some people that maybe they just got into wrestling. They're not familiar with anybody, like – how do you sort? How does it compare, com, like, to when you were younger? Like, were were you more open younger when you were younger? Uh, there was, there were less shows, but they were big shows. Yeah. Bit. And the biggest difference was the talent. Talent was huge. Yeah. Me and Ace were the smallest guys on all the indies. We were the opening match on every card, and then little by little, uh, more and more smaller, more athletic guys would trickle in and, and, and it's evolved to now where I'm actually usually one of the bigger guys on these yeah. this mind-blowing because I was used to being the smallest guy. And, what, uh, do you, what do you make of that? Because I mean like I think MMA helped an awful lot to show people like what athletes yeah. actually look like Yeah. because if all due respect to the warlord, if he got into yeah. a, a UFC cage, he's probably getting gassed out in yeah, a minute and a half. Absolutely. And I mean, that's just the nature of, of fighting and, and the business and stuff. What do you make of the, the smaller athlete? Today's guys are by far, when you watch some of the stuff these guys, they are by far the most athletically gifted wrestlers ever, 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 ever. There's stuff like, uh, they do some moves that I can't even register. Like, I, I have to. Rewind slow motion to see yeah. what it was like for me. Shooting star press, okay, I could register that. Scorpio back in the day doing the of one and a half. Oh, I thought I thought these, that was normal, and yeah. then I was like, he's two hundred and forty pounds. That's a UFC heavyweight. Yeah. When you're and now you see these guys, they jump up, corkscrew, and I'm like, yes, that looked amazing, but I really don't know what it was. And after I go, holy shit, how is this guy doing? Yeah. That? Or this girl doing this. It's, it's, it's amazing. amazing. It is amazing. Totally amazing. They are by, athletically gifted beyond belief. I love it. Guys. What yeah. was your weight around WCW time? Like, how big were you then? I was about between 215 and 220. I mean, that's, that's, that is also a UFC heavyweight. Yeah, yeah. Like, anything above 205. And, like, I would watch you fly through the air and, and flip through the air. And I didn't have a frame of reference until I watched and trained MMA. And I'm like, oh, that's not normal for uh, a, a guy that size because... WCW cruiserweight was 225 and under. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a huge human being. Yeah. Like, I would see Al Snow, and his his arm was the size of my, my torso. Yeah. I was like, my God. Uh, tell the people where they can find you on social media. I'm uh, really just on Twitter. Like, yeah. I work full-time. I'm a dad, so I don't have time to do them all. So, yeah. at WCW Crowbar. And uh, just, that, this has been a blast. Oh, we're going we're gonna to do this again. Like, hopefully another every time blessing, I run into you. One thing, this was... Yeah. Just, just another cool thing uh, in 2022. Thank you. Thank I you. We're, it so much. we're here at WrestleCade, guys. Check out Crowbar. We're going to be talking to him again. Until Thank next time, we're out. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.